Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. If you're new here, hey, welcome. We are so glad that you are with us. Uh, like I said, my name's Bubba. I'm one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd, and I serve as a full-time nerd culture missionary here with LTN. Before that, I was on staff, church staff, for 12 years doing yeah, all the things. Um, every of the things I think I did, I did a lot of janitorial work. Um, at one point my office was in the bathroom. Oh, wow. Remember that? I can talk about that. I mean, I guess we could, I wouldn't like, I'm just putting it out there. Like, Hey, fun fact, file it under jeopardy, file it because there were filing cabinets in the bathroom. Yeah. It was a weird time. Well, I guess this is our banter now. I Uh, guess it can be. Yeah, sure. Why not? Who are you? Well, I'm Anna. Um, I was going to talk about how I'm a professional germ catcher, basically, uh, mm-hmm. lately. But mm-hmm. no, by all means, let's talk about your first office. And also, who else? Do we, we have a we have a recurring special guest here we with us. We do have a special guest in PJ. PJ. Um, it's been a little weird this week, and so here he is with us. Yeah. The, once again. The history on that real quick um, is that... Oh man, our entire house just decided to get super sick. Um, well, so usually we, um, I ha- we we kid swap with another family. So mm-hmm. usually, like the plan is that he won't be with us. But um, this last weekend, we had a really big deal production. Um, Jeez, was that, was that just this past weekend? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. <laughs> So our our church has a creative arts program, and every spring we do a huge musical. And when I say huge, I mean, honestly, I mean, there are people we hear on the regs, people who go and see like theater productions by theater companies in like children's theater companies in Austin and stuff like that. And they're like, they're not really doing anything that we are not doing yeah, not, here not at our difference. little, little yeah. church because it's just a whole bunch of crazy people, um, adults who just are very passionate about the arts. And so every year we do this big spring production. This year it was Willy Wonka. We've done The Lion King. We've done all kinds of stuff. Um, and usually my kids Next just sit there. Moana. Next year it's Moana. I'm so excited. Jazzed about that. Um, but usually... Um, we're kind of watching from the sidelines, and this is the first year that we have had a child who is old enough to be in it. And show week is very intense. It's yeah. usually like dress rehearsals almost every night. Oh, huge um, You know, yeah. three and four hours sometimes. And so we were out a lot, and then we had the show. Then the week after the show is like everyone who is part of it is just like dead, <laughs> like completely dead. Uh, yeah. And, um, the other family that that takes our kids, um, like they're the directors, yeah, and so they're super dead, all the like way. dead times two, yeah, and so we did not swap back and forth this week because it was just like everybody needs to take a beat, so which was a good idea, right? So so BJ stays home, 
with us on Wednesday and we think, oh, I'll just record, you know, later. Well, the night before, the poor kid had a fever of like oh, 104. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, he didn't, he's falling asleep so hard. He's falling asleep. <laughs> His little head's Yeah, he, he's been sick. And then um, last, yesterday... Um, the puke fairy oh my came gosh. to visit our house. It wasn't just the puke fairy. <laughs> the we sick fairy. We cannot stay well, you guys. And so if you are praying for us, I know we have people who listen who actively pray for us. Thank you. Please pray that the pathogens will just leave us alone. Yeah. We're really tired of them. A little bit. So Caleb was throwing up and throwing up and doing other things and throwing up. <laughs> and... Yeah. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to record at all, honestly. Uh, so we didn't record on a normal day. And also, we had no episode last week because... Yeah, yeah, almost no episode this week. So like last week, we recorded a full episode and then it corrupted and I was so mad. And I, I, like all I could do was laugh because it was one of those moments where I was like, there's no... There's no file recovery. There's no anything. It's just, how much can I salvage? Zero? All right, cool. Uh, hey, Radio Matt, not going to be an episode this week. Um, figure it out. Uh, and he's, he's a smart fella. And then this week, you know, again, poor PJ, you know, just kind of sparking a little bit of a, a little bit of a low-grade fever again. And... You know, hopefully Caleb's on the mend and we don't know about the other two kids. And mm-hmm. I have a full day. On, mm-hmm. We're recording on Thursday right now. We usually record on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I have a full day because that's not my recording day. I have meetings yeah, yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And I stream on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, yeah, yeah. Literally, before we sat down, we were like, are we doing an episode? Or are we not doing an episode? I'd like, I got See, an hour and a half. See, this is where Bubba is like, no, let's just cut it. And I'm like, dutiful Anna, we must, we must. Our our fans are waiting, all two of our fans. Yeah, um, right. Fans. Yeah, you guys are No, welcome. I just, it's hard, like, consistency is hard for us at this stage of life, yeah. I think, because children's bodies are just like, <sighs> They just do crazy things. Yeah, they ruin everything is what they do. Also, my body has, They're has consistently been inconsistent. Um, sabotaging me. So anyway, here we are. We're trying to, we are trying. And now I'm thinking I'll never sleep again because now, now I have to, I have to stream and edit this podcast tonight because it's got to go out tomorrow. Just don't make any mistakes. I never do. Don't don't say anything stupid. Speaking of making mistakes, so uh, we'll come come back to this without burying the lead a little bit. Um, my first church as as a youth pastor, uh. um, and I can talk about it because it's a place that doesn't exist anymore. It's called Spring Branch Baptist Church, and I was a part timer there. The, if I told you what I got paid, <laughs> you, you you would laugh a lot. Um, and then wonder just how in the world did you guys eat? And I, we don't know. We don't have the answer to that. Well, I mean, I was working. Well, even then. But it was just, it was lean. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and so really hard living on, you know, and that was really just like driven home in my first church where my 
my office was literally a bathroom. Um, yeah, so we came on in the middle of a building project, um, and it was one of those classic fighting over the literal color of the carpet issues Lit- that, that actually happened. Um, and building campaigns are just hard. I mean, we've been through quite a few oh, of them, yeah. and, and um, this was our first go around with one. And one of the things that inevitably happens, it feels like with giving campaigns, or not giving campaigns, but building campaigns, well, usually it's both of them. Yeah, six um, But you go in and people have these really big ideas, but then what happens is the bank is like, um, well, we will only give you this many dollars. And cut, so it's cut, like, cut, 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 cut. cut, 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 cut. <laughs> and then the building like loosely resembles what you originally yeah. anticipated. Um Maybe not at all. And this was one of those cases where it was like, okay, um, it just, it wasn't planned out super well. Nope. And one of the things was that there there was one office in the whole place, the pastor's office, but there was no other office space at all. Nope. Well, maybe some other, like some Sunday school rooms that you could turn into offices, perhaps. There were... And there was this one bathroom upstairs behind like the loft sound booth area. Next to the pastor's office. Next to the pastor's office. And it was huge. It was a huge bathroom. It was like single the size of a regular room. One bathroom in the middle of it, but not with like a privacy door thing around there so that you could like have a stall and then somebody could still come in and wash their hands or something. It was an open room bathroom enormous mm-hmm. but just with the, like the toilet and the sink in there and they're like what a waste of space uh hey you know what bubba if we just set up some filing cabinets kind of like a partition like a partition wall separating you from the commode i that, that seems like some fine office space and he comes home and tells me this i'm sorry i'm like hi- hijacking your story i was just you're so much better at telling you it than came I am. home and told me this that they were giving you office space in the bathroom and I was so offended yeah like I thought you were taking it pretty well in the moment later you kind of were like that was kind of messed up um I, honestly, in the moment I was like you have got to be kidding me that is the most disrespectful thing I have ever heard yeah. in a church. That is horrible, and it, uh, and I stand by that to this day. I, it hasn't. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to top, um, and by top uh, I mean get under it. So, but at least we have a good story from it. Oh man, and, well the like that story just gets better and better and better and better the more you tell it. Um, and we won't go into grave detail, but we didn't stay at that church very long, um, and mm. so. Mm-mm. It wasn't uh, much long after um, there was a lot of they there was graciously a lot of offered you a bathroom for an office. There was a lot of that. Like when people on. talk about getting a little bit of paperwork done in the office. <laughs> well, I got a lot. That of was like done. your actual life. Yeah. Uh, not to mention those were like real I mean, paper, filing cabinets. Paperwork done in the bathroom. That's what I meant. Those are real the toilet, filing cabinets. To- toilet paperwork. Not just my filing cabinets. I know. Church so, document filing church cabinets. Church documents were in the bathroom. So every time you flush, every and it's one of those lidless toilets. So like the, like the commercial ones. So that means all of the particles of unmentionable substances 
we're now getting all over Did the Did I mention that church doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> I feel like that needs to be mentioned again. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy that little piece of Jeopardy knowledge about Bubba and Anna. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I hope that you guys learn a little bit about us every time we get on here, whether it's good or bad or whatever. Hopefully good. I want maybe good. That That's a good story. It's a, an anecdote. It's a bad it's thing a, that happened to me, but it's a good story. It is story. a bad thing that happened. But for your entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, if for no mm-hmm. other reason, there you go. Um, my next one, and we're not going to get into it, but my next church immediately after that, I was upgraded to a closet. Yeah. But um, the closet office, Across I was the like legit excited about though, because there gave wasn't me a, desk. a, a it was toilet. Too big. There wasn't a toilet in it. Right. And, and that's that, what I'm saying. Upgrade. I know that's a low bar, but... Man, it felt good. I know. Yeah, it's like the little things in life, right? <laughs> oh, man, church stories. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're talking today all about excellence in creativity and why you should care about that as a Christian and as a non-Christian, why we should care about that, us Christians. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So last week, I did something that was kind of cool. I went to the movies for the first time in 14 months. The last movie I saw in theaters previously was the My Hero Academia second movie. And this past week, I took my kids as a terrible father to watch the Demon Slayer movie in theaters. And it was on a Friday and we were excited. We wanted to go see it. And we went and it was straight up the most awkward, weird thing. Because when we went there, it was a straight up ghost town. Like um, in this massive theater for this movie premiere, there were nine people. Um, it was great for us, but there were like nine people in the movie we were in and like in the concession line, we didn't wait in line. Like there was nobody there. Y'all, they didn't even put butter on our popcorn. They gave us little cups of butter to put on on ourselves. It was just weird. Um, and like we, we were talking about like what it was like to be at movie premieres and literally have to fight for seats to be near each other and to do all those things and it was different and um it was cool to make a forward motion back but it was easy to see there was room to grow and um the book of Haggai chapter 2 verse 3 talking about the temple it says who is left among you who saw the house in its former glory how do you see it now is it not as nothing in your eyes And, you know, we see this and they're talking about the temple and saying, man, the temple is nothing now. But if you keep reading, it's going to tell us that the temple is going to not only restore to its former glory, but it's going to be greater than it ever has been before. And I just want to encourage you that, yeah, life is going to look weird for a season. 
and things are going to look awkward. And anytime we take a forward step, it might be uncomfortable and not even just pandemic related. That might just be what your life looks like. But I would encourage you keep making forward steps and things will be better. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking all about creativity and how to be excellent, or that we should be excellent. That we should be. We should be excellent. Not the how to, but that we should be excellent in our creativity. So if you're joining us on the Live 365 app or ltnonair.com, you're listening live, or if even you're following up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is that you're listening to us, thank you so much. And if you can't find us, all you got to do is go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. And boom, it's right there. You're welcome. We did you a favor. Like I said, today is all about excellence and creativity or excellence in creativity. Both of those are completely 100% accurate. And both of them really speak to the heart of nerd culture. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, if not on a podcast, just you and I, like that's so much creativity happens in the nerd sphere. Well, yeah, because I mean, nerd culture is largely based around art. Yes. In some way, Um, shape or form. Like, yes. Artistic, like cinematography. Mm -hmm. Um, It's based around like comic book comic books um based around uh i don't know just it's a lot of a lot of arts and shows and anime and video games even even things like um you know board games and card Mm -hmm. games and stuff like that a lot of times there's a lot of art and creativity involved in those things i mean there is yeah not a lot of times like there there just is if there isn't nobody would like it so oh 100% um well and i mean even even in that like the development of ips or intellectual properties like that in and of itself is a major creative work every time you say ip i think of an ip address ip freely what that's a joke from a middle schooler yeah, oh no me. i thought it was me um spell i, was... I cup um, I will see you pee in the bathroom, which is an office. Um, yeah. So, I mean, anyway, like there's, there's a lot of creativity that goes on now. Now here's the deal. I myself am a creative and that is not a torn, a torn hoot. What am I trying to say? I don't a horn to know. toot. A torn hoot? What is happening? You said, what am I trying to say? And I could not help you at all. Yeah, come on, brain. Don't, don't fight me here. Jeez. I need this. It, really, it's not me tooting my own horn or anything. It's just like when I was in church work, that was, 
something I was always a part of because that that's my bend. I was already, I was always part of what was known as the creative team at whatever church or really whatever that looked like in that space. Cause we were at a bunch of churches that didn't have a creative team. Um, yeah, but still things needed to be created, whether Absolutely. that was somebody, artwork or somebody needs to, um, I don't know. I, well, I don't know if, you say things needed to be creative. I think you saw the need a lot of times for those things to be created. Yes. Because in a lot of instances, like you came into a situation where they had been using um, a, like some logo that had, they had ripped off from a, another oh my church gosh, or, even, yes. or even clip art. And you're like, mm, clip mm, art. like you just couldn't with that. Uh. And so... You know, you would use your Photoshop and, you know, stuff to to fix it and you yes. would fix their sound issues and yes. you would fix their, you know, whatever it was. You just couldn't stop tweaking and fixing their stuff until eventually they were like, maybe you just need to be at a church where you're paid to do this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, they didn't say it like that, but um, yeah, that, that's about how that the went Lord, down. The Lord. The Lord, the Lord said it. So what we want to get across to you is that everybody is creative in some way, shape or form. And I want to help you understand how you are creative by telling you how I am creative and see if maybe you can kind of draw a line there. So a a creative is, is really this, this is a good barometer. Um, Are you satisfied with how things are? And I think a lot of people would say, no, or yes, I am satisfied because things are the way that I like them. So if something is not the way that you like it, how do you deal with that? Because I think that creativity at its core is problem solving. You know, I, I have a thing that needs to get done. How do I make that thing happen? And even formulas in their basic sense were creative at one point in time. Right. Because they didn't exist. Creativity solves problems. Creativity makes things beautiful. Creativity communicates effectively. Mm-hmm. You know, something, you know, along those lines. Those are all like... 100%. And the, and so creative creativity, um, a lot of times we think about creativity as like, oh, that person writes songs yes. or, oh, that person can draw. Yes. Or et cetera, where it's like that sometimes creativity is actually someone who's great at spreadsheets. Yes. Sometimes creativity is someone who knows how to answer phones and make people feel loved. Like mm-hmm. there are, there is such a thing as like creative phone skills or, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different wings of creativity yeah, yeah. that are not always in our like little normal. Oh, um, you're going to do craft time at VBS because you're so creative. You're the creative. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- there's nothing creative about, you know, just putting little beads together for 15 hours a day. But I think like, yeah, when you see if, if you struggle, if you, if you don't consider yourself to be a creative like person, what is it like? Think about things. What is it that by the time you have touched it, it's made better? Yeah. And I think you'll find your creativity. It just might not look 
like what you thought it should look like. Yes. And, and you know, you're going to have to deal with that. Everybody's their own worst critic. But at the end of the day, like you heard, you may have heard it said, I've heard it said a thousand times, um, creative problems require creative solutions. And they're not talking about painting a picture. Now, again, if you're an artist, more power to you. Like, but that is not the only way that creativity manifests itself. That is the most obvious way, drawing, painting, sculpting, like fine artsy things. Yeah. Music, whatever. Like these are the things that people can look at or listen to or experience and say, wow, that's cool. Or even I, I, I hate that thing that you do like that, that art makes me feel deep things of anger and rage and hate. And you know what? I think if you're trying to bring that out, that's probably good. Hopefully you weren't trying to like draw a beautiful Mother's Day painting or something. And then people are like, I hate that. It makes me feel ragey. See, but I think some people do. And I really do. Because like in, you know, it's 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 hilarious because we've, we've kind of already had this conversation when we did the episode last time. But an artist will tell you like nobody wants their art to be out there and somebody to go, eh. This, they would look wanted, good. this would look good in a motel somewhere. Yes. Okay. So he's bearing the lead here. But yes, there's an episode of The Office where Pam goes and she, you know, she starts to do art school. And I had all the information written down. It's episode 16 of season three. Um, it's called Business School. Pam is off um, on her own thing doing her art show where she's doing watercolors and all sorts of stuff because that's you know what she's doing at the time and she's got like a stapler and i think she has like a vase and maybe one or two other pictures on there and on the other hand you have michael who is you know kind of like the 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 fumbling bumbling idiot who thinks he's a genius kind of a deal he's off at business school as a guest speaker for his protege ryan Man, we're getting deep into the office here. If you guys don't watch The Office, what are you doing with your life? Um, but anyway, like it's he's over there, like feeling like he is the most important person in the world because he gets to be a guest lecturer for Ryan's business school class. The whole time, Ryan, the temp, is like him hey, was using him as an object lesson of an idiot and well, a horrible business practices and also because he gets extra credit for michael like bringing your boss in to speak right and so like double using of michael but the whole time he thinks he's great and he's wondering he's like throwing you could get a 100 grand and like he's throwing candy bars you know satisfied like he's, he's throwing things into into the uh into the audience he's ripping up books he's doing all sorts of stuff it's like He's full Michael in this moment. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Like, it's a great episode. You, you should just go watch it. Using all his <laughs> He's just full Michael. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, come to find out, like, he learns that he's not worth what he thinks he's worth to Ryan. Right. So you have these two parallel stories that are going on. And then over here... Pam is at her art show, which she invited everybody to, everybody in the office, her friends, fiance, all sorts of stuff. And a few people showed up. And people that did show up, her fiance at the time, you know, Roy, I guess they might have been boyfriend, girlfriend. They anyway, it's not important. They he shows up and he's like, Hey, I did it. I did it. I, I showed up. Isn't that cool? Like he's trying to he's trying to make it even about him in that moment. When this is a moment that she's trying to show people her creative side. And she wants to be celebrated in this moment. 
So Michael sees himself as this big thing and Pam wants to be appreciated. Um, so what ends up happening is you have one of the lesser known characters, Gil, he comes in and he's talking with, you know, Oscar and they're walking through and he's like, well, you know, what is this? Oh, this is, this isn't art. This is motel art. And basically what he's saying, and he, he even goes on to say it is that it's, it's uninspired because she needed something to put on the wall. And so she painted a stapler and in his eyes, this is the subjective nature of all art and creativity, right? It just wasn't enough. She mm-hmm. didn't try. It didn't matter. Like it was a good stapler, right? Like, like it looked, looked good. Looked like a stapler. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you about if I tried to draw a, or paint a stapler with watercolors. Well, you could just take a paper clip and put some eyes on it. That's what Microsoft did. Absolutely. And it totally worked. Clippy. It's fine. Clip it. It, well, he went Clip by bo- it. it went by both names. Okay. Look, how many times do we have to have but this conversation? Microsoft named him Clip It, and everybody calls him Clippy. Yeah, it's Clippy. It is not Clippy. Well, I agree to disagree. I do disagree. Well, I agree that you disagree. Um, so anyway, you have all this stuff that's happening, and she's I mean, she goes out and she starts crying and all sorts of stuff. And then Michael finally shows up at the end, and he sees all the pictures, and he's just like, he's her biggest fan. Hundred percent, always mm-hmm. has been. Um, that's like a, a running theme, right? He is just in her corner, twenty four hours a day, and so he looks at all the art and he goes, "Wow, this is this is great. This is wonderful. This is beautiful." And then he sees one of the pictures up there, and one one of the pieces of art is their building, the office building in you know fictional Scran PA, and so. He sees it and he's just, he's, he's looking at all of the detail in it. And he's like, wow, this is, is it, oh, that's our building. That's the parking lot. Is that my car? Like he's pointing out all these different things. <coughs> Excuse me. And Pam, she starts to tear up and then she reaches over and she embraces him. And then they have a typical office moment right there. But you know, anyway, he, he just, he sees everything for what it's worth. And then he, he like, he asks her, he says, how much? Like that's what's welling up inside of him is this is such a great piece of art. The, you were so creative. You captured everything so perfectly. How much? And she's thrown back because she's like, why? In the, that's not what this is for. This is just a, a community art show. And he, his only response was how how much do you want for it? Because he saw the value in it and he absolutely had to have that thing. Now, never mind that when they finally get it to the office and they hang it, Dwight is like, this is an unrealistic painting. And he's like, ah, oh, Dwight, stop it. And he goes, no, look, what the shadows are all wrong. Do we have two suns? Is this an office building in the Andromeda galaxy? Like, And so like, it's just very Dwight and that's how the, the, the episode ends. But... Needless to say, even with its flaws and even though it wasn't quote unquote inspired, just like that didn't matter to Michael because the way that she did it, it captured exactly the feeling that he was trying to capture. She had that in in a picture and something that she had created that existed if you were to stand and look at it or, you know, as they point out, you could take a picture of it, but she painted it. And that struck a chord so deep with Michael 
that he just absolutely had to have that. And then, I mean, honestly, that picture was hanging in the office the whole the whole time the show was running. Like it mm. was just, it was so, it was really cool to see that kind of consistency. But creativity is subjective. Didn't he steal that picture when he briefly left? <laughs> yeah, the Michael Scott paper company. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. We don't have time to talk about just The Office, but I, I, I want to. I want to so bad. Um, but a truly great artist would tell you, would tell you honestly that, that they wanted to invoke emotion. Now, in that moment, Pam was very raw. And we all get raw. We do. So we, we're not looking for harsh criticism all the time. I think that we tend to get raw surrounding our creativity, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. Because I think creativity is where we express things in i mean some people's creativity is words yeah you know, the writer types oh, 100%. um but some people their creativity is being exp- like it's 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 like letting a person peek into your identity seeing the way that you view the world um and so when somebody's like ew then that feels super personal because yeah. it's like well you're seeing things through my lens and that's gross yep. to you or, or you know, like isn't good enough or it like you're dismissing it. You're dismissing this part of me and it feels it's bad, very dismissive. And so that I mean, honestly, that's that's why like even this year, you know, I've said it a thousand times. I even said it earlier today to somebody like it's OK to say that something's not for you. Like, hey, you know what? Your, your art. It's just not for me. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing. Like there's an audience out there for it. And I think that that's, that's the important thing to note is that there is an audience for whatever your flavor of creativity is. When, 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 you're, when your creativity gets in front of somebody who is not the audience for that, you, you may get your motel art comments or whatever it is. But don't let that rock you because part of – being good and being creative and being excellent in it is persevering and finding the audience or letting it find the audience that it's intended for. Because when people appreciate what you do and when you do it with passion and fervor and you're not just doing it just to do it, people will see that. The Michael Scotts of the world will see your Andromeda Galaxy office art and they will love it. Because those are the people that it's for. Not everything is for everybody. But that doesn't mean that you don't give your whole heart to it. So creativity, excellence, whatever you do, however you do it, whatever it is. I don't care if it's pouring concrete or delivering mail or painting the Sistine Chapel. Just do it with excellence and give your whole heart to that thing because there will never be anything better than it when it finds that right audience. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere, but when we come back, we're going to be talking more about all of this stuff. Um, We're going to be talking about excellence and creativity, and we're going to look at it from a little bit more of a a biblical perspective, not just an overall kind of uh, thought experiment here. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. Think about it. 
We're living in dangerous times, friends, more so than ever before. And no, I'm not actually speaking in terms of a pandemic or systemic racism. I'm not drawing a line between lives that matter or giving reference towards human trafficking. While I'm sure we can all agree those matters are culturally significant and need addressing, the danger I'm most concerned with hits even closer to home for all of us. Realizing it or not, we all carry around an arsenal of loaded weapons ready to fire at will. Our words can be weapons when not used properly that cause great damage to those around us. Proverbs 18 even warns us that the tongue has the power of life or death. And yet now more than ever, no doubt thanks to social media and the ability to share our opinions with the world so easily, we feel validated in saying the things we feel, speaking our truth. Years ago, I saw an acrostic that was the word think. For each letter, the point was to think before you speak, and if your words were not all five qualifiers, then it was probably best you not say what you were thinking. Are your words true, honest, inspiring, necessary, and kind? Not just one, but all. It seems as though many of us feel as though we've been given the right to say whatever we want, whenever we want, all while leaning on the side of great American freedom of speech, forgetting that freedom is not actually God's command. God's command is that we think before we speak. Not in those exact words, but that we take time to consider what we say or type. To consider the audience and the outcome. Our words are not worth someone's life, and speaking our truth is never a good enough reason to break someone's spirit. When we consider the warning in James chapter 3 that our words can start a wildfire, my prayer is that we choose to err on the side of caution that we remember the words of Smokey the Bear and recognize the need to apply them to emotional, spiritual, and mental forest fires as well. While everything within us may be screaming to speak our truth, let's not forget that only you can prevent forest fires. back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking all about creativity. Uh, In the previous segment, we talked about what is creativity and how are we creative in some ways, not always. Not a, you know, uh, what's what's what I'm looking for. It's it's not exhaustive, you know? No. Just a short list. Very, this is all extremely brief for the subject of creativity. 100%. Um, I'm just going to say right now that we are aware of this. Yeah. I think we could probably do another episode. Um, well, this is our second one. This is our second one covering the same material, except better. <laughs> yeah, a little um, bit better. You all get to hear the edited down version of this because we had realized like, man, we really spent too much time talking about whatever, whatever. Yeah, you think I talked about The Office a lot last time. <laughs> she, oof, you should have. So if you guys don't like this episode, <laughs> man, just think about what just you- Just imagine yeah. what the first cut was like. Imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so now, it. why? Well, yes, so- being creative is, um, it's human to be creative. And when I say human, I mean that in the sense that we are, we are created 
by God uniquely in his image in a way that no other creature was created um, with properties that other creatures do not have. Which we've talked about, Imago Dei. We have, yes. Yeah. This is kind of riding in the, on the heels of the whole Imago Dei thing. Also, it's worth noting that the sound you were hearing is the sound of PJ snoring. <laughs> he's, so he's yeah. he fell asleep. He's still here. That's, yeah, that's him. Okay, so, uh, all right, continue. Anyway, so um, I think, you know, you you look in creation itself and um, you can see that human creativity stands alone from everything else. And I think that we see beautiful things in nature. Um, we even see creatures that create, be- I don't know when I say create, like they make beautiful things. Yeah. But it isn't the same like creative process as um, as humans have because it's like, you know, you see birds that build beautiful nests or sing beautiful songs. Honestly, I think that birds are responsible for a lot of the beautiful things. I'm not really <laughs> even a bird person, but when you're watching like David Attenborough in some documentary, like the birds always steal a show, man, for like their colors who? David Attenborough. I don't know who that is. Now you're making me question. Like it's you're making me think this is not a real person. No, no he's I, a, like a um, documentary voiceover guy. I believe you. I just. Uh, if you think about it, did he not do Planet Earth? Dude, the I BBC have no Planet idea. Earth series. I know Oprah did one of them. I mean, if you hear a, a British documentary dude voice, oh, I him? can almost guarantee it's David Attenborough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now so, I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> but look on your face. I'm Meg. sorry. I just, we, we didn't do that last time. And so. Well, I'm, anyway. I'm like the wave, bro. Anytime that, it, like, you see beautiful nests, you see beautiful webs, you hear beautiful songs, see beautiful dances. Um, but a lot of creatures are just doing it because like they're wired to do that one thing and they do that one thing but they don't do all of the things that humans do and they don't do it just they don't because have podcasts. it's you know just because it's pretty or you know or I don't know so for us as humans creativity really should be an act of of worship 100% um to our our creative God. Um, And I think that sometimes we're doing it, you know, for some purpose stated by him. Like if you think about the, um, the tabernacle artists, um, it's always encouraging to me to know that God appreciates beauty. I mean, God made flowers and he made all of these beautiful things that we see in nature, but he also like when he's, he, he, gave people like special spiritually anointed creativity to build the tabernacle these guys who had all these skills and doing like they they were <laughs> they were they were makers oh sorry everybody it's okay bud that's this is a lingering cough that he has okay yeah. um So there were these two guys who 
um, you know, they were they were skilled at many, many, many things. A lot they were of skilled things, yeah. at textiles and they were skilled at metalworking and they were skilled at engraving and at dyeing and you know, all of these different things. Um, and God was the one who A, like I guess gave them the desire and the means to be able to pursue that creativity. Right. Um, and then basically enlists them himself to make his tabernacle out of things like porpoise skins in the middle of the desert, like which is grills. a whole other thing. Yeah. It's uh, anyway, whole other thing, yep. whole other thing. Um, so there's a, um, an article that I was looking up, um, that the gospel coalition, um, published by Thomas Terry and J Ryan Lister. Um, and one of the things that they said was, um, when we answer the why of creativity selfishly, so we were all cre- created to like then continue creating because we were created in, in the image of God. Yeah. But if we answer the why of creativity selfishly, we get into trouble. Christ does not stand against your creativity, but he does stand over it. Boom. And so Roasted. I think, yeah, so the whole- Get wrecked, nerd. When we when we do this thing that we've been created with the capacity to do, but we do it for the wrong reason, um, that's where you end up with a lot of the the icky stuff Yo, that yeah, we see absolutely. in the creative world now. Um, so things that are art for the sake of art, right? Yeah, yeah. like well, this is. <sighs> Like I said, a lot of times creativity is is communicating something and communicating. Sometimes, like I think it should be to communicate truth and to communicate the redemption story. Sure. Um, But sometimes it's just like, well, this horrible thing is true in the world. And then that's like where it ends. And it's just. Yeah. Depressing. Right. I don't know. I I mean, feel. Yeah. Whole. Yeah, and we like we like bows on the end of things, and that's that's kind of our our Western world point of view. Um, things you know, Greek tragedies and stuff like that, they did not always end well. Um, you know, but but still, at the end of the day, I do think that you're exactly right that it it needs to be an act of worship, and I think in some way, shape, or form, it always will be an act of worship, whether to God or otherwise. Exactly. That'll preach. Amen. Holla if you hear me. Uh, PJ's awake now, by the way, just in case anybody. Somebody was saying, who was it? It was Al. He was like, man, I just really miss PJ. Like, I wish he'd be back on the podcast. Oh, well, here so, he is. And thanks all for that. Um, well, I think that our creativity, when we are created, like we are new creations, we are being made new. Yeah. Our creativity is part of that. And so as Christians, our creativity ought to look different, yeah. A, from the world around us, and B, it, it ought to look different from before you encountered Christ. 100%. Basically. Yeah. So if you have you know, always created a thing this way and then you meet Christ, we should see it reflected in the things that you create after that point mm-hmm. that you're being redeemed and made new. Yeah, and even that passage in scripture, it's it's talking about the, this idea of being continually ba- being made new. And so it's not just a 
you go into a cocoon and you come out on the other end and boom, you're changed. Mm -hmm. It's like you are constantly being renewed and being made new. You are now a new creature in Christ. Like every day you knew in Christ. And when I say like that, we should see it reflected in, in your creativity. It's not that every stream has to be a Bible study. And it's not that every song that you write has to be like, you know, Jesus every third word yeah, or anything like that. This it's, is how I buy my battle <laughs> for 15 it, minutes. Like, I, I mean, it's okay that we address the brokenness in the world yeah. and all of that. Like that, because, because we do live in... We live in fallen creation right now. Yeah. Um, but it's important that the gospel thread can be found in there somewhere. 100%. I think that that's hundred percent thing. And like our our church with this creative arts program that I I mentioned previously. Yep. Um, I think initially when some people who heard this idea that was laid on the hearts of our friends when they started this this program. The thought was, okay, so cool. We're going to do all Christian dramas. All of the kids are like, they're going to sing and dance to all Christian yeah. songs. Yeah. Every choral special is going to be a hymn oh, or, yep. you know, uh, something. Um, and, then, and then we did The Lion King and it was like, what well, at is first, happening? People were like, can we do The Lion King? Is that okay? Like... Do, do we do we get do are, can we still be Baptists like that because we go to First Baptist Church, and you're right it's it's one of those things and one one of our one one of the directors her name's Amy she said it so perfectly and man I'm gonna butcher this but when they they did Willy Wonka Jr. this past this past weekend crushed it. Like, dang, that I told her, and I hope you're listening again, Amy, because like, I'm serious when I say this, like, I thought that was one of the best shows that we did. I don't think it was like as intense as some of the other shows that we have done. Like I, I'm thinking back to the Lion King. I don't know. Some people might fight you on that. They can fight me all they want. That's fine. I built a trophy case and a roller cart. So (laughs) come at me, bro. But, but anyway, like seriously, I, I think that there were other aspects of other shows that might have been more or like a little bit more, you know, intense. We've done Narnia. We've done Wizard of Oz. We've done Lion King. We've done Beauty and the Beast. Like there's so many things that we have done. But in this one, I looked at it and I was like, I have not laughed nearly as much in the other shows as I did in this one. Like there were moments where I was the only person laughing and I was no, okay I was with that. probably laughing. Uh well, and I, I, the cool thing about the way that we do it in that program is, I say we like I'm actually part of the director yeah, team. Same. Totally not. Yeah, I'm me too. totally not. But, um, I mean every, it's it's open for all kids. It's not just church kids, but all community kids can be part of it. Obviously, right. as with most church things. But you know, not not every kid that's in it is from our church. Um, but every every practice they have a moment where they sit down um and talk about you know they they sort of look at the spiritual elements of the, whatever story that they're yeah. telling and do some application stuff and they have some like discussion time yeah. they have they have prayer time and then always with the if we're going to do this 
we're going to do this well yeah. because we're doing this for the Lord and for his glory. Um, and this is a really uh, cool. Hold oh, on. You, that reminds me because I never got to my point. I oh, started sorry. talking about how I was laughing and then I forgot because I was saying Amy put this so well before the show started. She was like, sometimes we, not everything has to be like a Bible study and stuff like that. And she's like, we are all about redeeming the arts. And so the art Acad- the arts academy is called Reclaim Arts Academy. We're redeeming the arts. And she's like, Some, sometimes we just want to have a good time. And we want you guys to have a good time. And we hope that you find the thread of Jesus and the gospel in this. And then she goes through and starts naming off different places with different characters and stuff like that and how, how it could be allegorical. But at the end of the day, it was like, we just want you guys to enjoy yourself and have a good time. And it's not like, all right, woohoo, we're just going to have a good time all the time. That's not what it is. But the arts are about creating. They're about doing things well. They're about getting out there and and wowing people and, and bringing out the emotion like we talked about. And I just think that our church does it really well, you know? Thank you for coming to my TED it, Talk. It, it does. I'm excited to be a part of a church. Um, so when I was younger... I was a part of a church that had a big like drama ministry. Yeah, um, a little and, bit different. Well, I mean, it was different, but all, but I mean, how many times did you do Carmen's Champion? That's what I want. Oh, none. But they did buy a building that used to be a dinner theater that had a revolving stage because drama was so important to to like their creative team, which I think is awesome. I was in the Noah's Ark play, thank you very much, and I was. Um, they're like, what animal do you want to be? Because they let the kids like oh. pick animals that Can they I wanted guess? to be. Because I don't know the story. Oh, go unicorn. No, what waste? What a waste! No, uh, porpoise. I oh, because we did talk about porpoise for the porpoise. Um, you could be yeah. a porpoise unicorn. You can be a narwhal. A, that is a thing. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. I was a different real animal. I was a golden lion tamarind. Well, that was what I asked the costumer. I, they're like, what's your favorite animal? What do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be a golden lion tamarind. Uh, okay, uh, one cat. Um, <laughs> one monkey. Oh, it's a monkey? Right. I would have, if I I would have given you a yes. cat costume. That sounds like a cat. Well, they were like, um, you're gonna have to be a monkey. We're not doing golden lion tamarins. That's too specific. But um, tail or no tail? Tail. I'm just saying. They are, t- and I'm sort of upset that you don't know what they are because they still are I, some I of my favorites. Now. They are the cutest little tiny baby lion monkeys. They look like lions, and they're see so that's cute. confusing. They have manes. They're adorable. Anyway, whatever. It's a cat that eats bananas. <clears throat> we are officially off topic, but this, this, is a, <laughs> this is another really good quote from that article. Not every creative project has to be a specific testimony to God's glory. Some can be general, others specific. The rule that should guide your creativity then is this. Let everything you create be for God's glory and the world's good. So... Sing hymns, speak propositions, write stories, sing the Psalms, score new songs, explore human complexities, but do so in a way that you cannot run fast enough to lay your art at the foot of God's throne. Mamacita. That's good stuff. Did you read that last time? Because I don't remember that. I didn't. We ran we didn't out get of there. time. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is fresh information no, for me. It, but I mean, I think that that is, that is what we seek to do and that it's, 
even through LTN, it's like not every not every single thing has to be this really heavy concept. No. Sometimes just doing whatever creative thing you do well and in a way that it would be a presentable offering I yes think. um which i mean that that leads into and we'll just have to do this like super briefly but there we go lightning round that it's important that we that we do things well that we're not just turning out shoddy creativity not to say that like not everything we do will be brilliant are you oh. yawning right now while I'm talking? What? Hey, I How leaned away. Dare you? It's been a long day. This has nothing to do with you. Uh, not everything. Maybe, maybe PJ yawned. I don't know. He did. He's also sleeping. I think I'm just boring. No, I'm actually. here for it, dude. It's my my body is thinking about all the things it's got to do tonight. Well, I'll make you some more coffee. Perfect. Um, not everything that we do will be brilliant because speak for yourself. We have capacity. We have what we know how to do, and we're not all, you know, completely gifted and brilliant. But we can seek to become brilliant at the thing that we're doing. We yeah. can we can strengthen those skills. So if you know, like to always be learning, kind of, oh, yeah. so that um, when people see things done well that we can give the glory to God instead of sometimes, you know, Christian creativity, if I can even call it that, has a reputation for being kind of like, wah, wah. Because in a sense, it's like, well, they've found their audience and it's just the, yes, like the canned Christian culture. Yes. Um, and we seek to kind of do more than that. We don't want like, well, since it's Christian, that means it's good enough and I'll buy it. Yeah, because um, I, I have to, right? Like you got to buy Christian stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because when your stuff dies, you want it to go to heaven. Right. Yeah. We want to do, we, we just want to do more than that because I don't know, Christians over the centuries have been some of the most creative and the most like yes. excellent artists. Um, and I think I mean, you that look that's, back to the Renaissance, even if you just mm-hmm. want to like focus in on one particular time, like, I mean... Which, I mean, Christianity was a little dodgy in some, hey, some look, aspects we're not, we're not, of that. We're not, it's not a full history lesson, right? <laughs> Wait, I just want to mention that. But, yeah. you know, I, I just, yeah. Do your thing. Find your, find your area of creativity. Like we said, like, what is it? What is it that when you are done with it, it's made better? Mm-hmm. And then lean into that thing. Or learn a new thing. And it's okay to be crappy at it at first. Everybody kind of You is. have to. Just oh my gosh. We didn't even it. talk about that. I know. That's Iteration. what we see. That's when we yeah. did our first, For, the first one, we talked a lot about that. For another time. Come, yeah. You're, now you got to come back. Come back. That's the hook. So, bottom line as Christians, our creativity efforts really should never communicate an idea that's inconsistent with the gospel. And if you don't know if it is or not, you should go read your Bible because <laughs> um, that's where the answer is. And obviously, it, sh- it shouldn't stand in opposition to the gospel either. Um, so question to ask yourself, um, does Christian creativity need to be in every space and genre? We're not going to answer that. That's, that's, a, that's something that's out there in the ether for you to think about. Right. Does like, Christian creativity need to be like Christian creativity? Does it need to be in 
every genre. Right. All over the place. So we'll leave you with that. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Church Nerds Podcast. I think it's just Church Nerds. Just search for it all. Look for Love Thy Nerd. We're there too. Just let us know wherever you're you're hanging out with us and engaging with us in social media. Talk about it. Do you think that Christian creativity needs to be in every genre? Do you think that that is something that's important? Um, well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because we do have a nerdy recommendation for you today and also a Church Nerds memory verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. <laughs> What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out ltnonair.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search and favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Tiger Uppercut! Okay, so our nerdy recommendation of the show for this episode is more of a principle, more of a concept, more of a thought, um, as, uh, hope. As has been the theme lately. Hey, come on now. None for my friends. Like a, a, a practice? Yeah, pra- there we go, practice. Just get better at something. Go le- Maybe get learn a new nerd. thing. Get good nerd. There we go. That's what it is. Get good. Get good. Yeah. Get good at what you're doing. Whatever whatever that creative thing is, like I said, lean into it. There is something you can probably learn. And that's the thing about creatives. Um, this is another way to know if you're a quote unquote creative, like a stereotypical creative, is that they're always learning. They've never oh arrived gosh. at whatever it is they're doing. If you're an artist, you're probably constantly learning new text techniques and even copying other artists yeah. in there. Like that's a common way to get better at something is like find something that you admire and, and copy it. Anybody like, who tells you they haven't done it. The devil is a liar because they absolutely have 100% imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, yada, well, yada, it's also yada. The, the best way to strengthen, you know, technique. Yes. And so um, you can just lean into it. Look, look on Skillshare.com, Domestica. Yep. Um, YouTube. There, there are, yes, YouTube, which is legitimately where I have learned Everything um, I learned, everything I know, I learned from YouTube. Like, I didn't learn everything I know from YouTube, but I mean, sewing is a thing that I do, and I don't know, like, if that's. I'm a maker. I make things, so I don't know. Want to say that I'm like super creative because I'm not a designer, but everything that I know about it is just like from YouTube, yeah, and uh, it, like pattern tutorials and stuff. And I learned as an adult. Yeah, I didn't. 
It's not like it was a childhood skill or anything like that. It's no. I'm still I'm still learning it, and um, you know, there's culinary things, um, anything, ooh, whatever, like com- whatever, computery you, things, Photoshop and Illustrator, any, anything and all that. that you are interested in, friends. Anything that you're interested in, there is a video on the internet for you to I'm learn. I'm trying to how. think of what's the most ridiculous thing to be interested in. I, well, I think that underwater basket weaving is pretty high up there. Oh. Um, ant farms. Uh, uh, no, I would think like like um, like a, a wildlife skull art. How about that? Painting rocks. No, like skull art, like going into the wild and finding skulls of wildlife and making art out of it. That seems pretty weird to me. Is it weird? Yes. I mean, not is it weird, I just, but I've never heard of anybody who did that. I don't know. I was just putting words together oh, okay. and it sounded pretty weird to me, but well, I can almost guarantee you if I Googled maybe. it, something would come up. Um, I'd have a really weird Facebook some, feed after that for sure. I have found some very weird things on Etsy, like where they talk about human teeth being involved and I, stuff like that. Okay, and so like, our church heard memory verse <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Whatever you do, except for human teeth stuff, uh, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. That's in Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Hey, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please go ahead and visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can also select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that's going to give LTN a small kickback from your purchase at absolutely no extra cost to you. You can also find us online um, through social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. That'll be ltnonair.com. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week, hopefully, on another episode of Church Nerds. And oh, PJ, also PJ's yeah, there. Yeah, I'm PJ. And of course, he's not snoring or making any kind of noise. <laughs> and as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Jesus loves you, nerd.